cue the intro. of the Iron Journey podcast. Today we have an awesome guest with us. His name is Brian Johnson. He is one of the members of our community from the folks following the uh, one-year Ironman training plan that we've got on the site. He joined our Facebook group somewhere back around June and about a few weeks ago I posted the question of what is your why? Why are you here? Why did you decide to do something this crazy to sign up for an Ironman, to move consecutively for 140.6 miles? What on earth would make any rational or sane person do that? And there are, you know, there's answers from all over the place. There are people who just want to do it because they get a sweet tattoo. Perfectly fine. There are people who uh, sort of like a pact them and their friends said that eventually they would. And so they decided to sign up. But I think that Brian's story really stands out as something that we can all relate to. He's got a really inspiring figure in his life who has uh, with him gone through quite a bit and come out of that in such a way where it really inspires you to kind of take the little things with a grain of salt and just keep moving through life. You know, life is long. There's a lot out there to be thankful for, to push through, even when sometimes the times look like they're really dark and tough. You can always find something positive and always find you know light in the day so in talking with brian he's you know he's got a great sense of humor he's got an awesome story he's looking to race out towards ironman tulsa at the end of may next year in 2020 and i think that like me a lot of us can relate to him and his journey and hopefully learn something and apply it to our lives too so i won't talk too much more about it Uh, without further ado here's my interview with brian johnson Cool, Brian. Well, I really appreciate you doing this. I know it's a little late. I know you had to get the kids to bed, but I, you know, one of the things in trying to put this podcast together that I was really hoping to do is I'm probably similar to you. I met a lot of people throughout all the training and all of the races that you went to and just kind of the people that you ended up talking to who all of a sudden had three friends who had done something like this before and you had never heard any of it before, but there were there was just so much talk about you know this professional or that professional or how amazing things like people's times or splits were and all of that's well and good like you know you're obviously trying to do you may have an internal time goal i did but i think what's more interesting is the fact that tens of thousands of what you might consider regular people decide to do this insane thing every year too and some of totally. their stories arguably are a lot more interesting than <laughs> Well, I wanted to win another one. So yeah, okay, good for you. Yeah. Uh, and yours in our group struck me as particularly inspiring because I'm sure you're not the only person with kind of a similar type story. So we'll get to you know the details of all that in a little bit. But first, I mean, just tell me a little bit about yourself. What was your background, athletic or otherwise? Um, yeah, athletic, definitely not in the gene pool um, <laughs> to an extent, I suppose. Um, I was trying to think through like what athletics, I mean, you know, as a little kid, I played baseball and sure football and golf and tennis in high school. So not like the super hardcore sport. <laughs> it was a very small frame that can only be put through so much. I thought, yeah. um, but you know, I was always kind of built for running. Mm-hmm. And I remember doing that as a kid grew up in deep South Georgia any of that accent doesn't give it away yeah i didn't get that at all yeah (laughs) so 
we spent a lot of time outside running and riding bikes and swimming. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the more I think about it, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's definitely in there, but <laughs> totally not in in the mindset of I'm gonna compete at this or do anything mm-hmm. of that nature. It's just like in South Georgia, it's pretty much summer all year round, so right. we're always running, riding bikes, doing that kind of thing. So, um, not a not a significant athletic background though to speak of, but it's probably ten years ago. A buddy of mine, four weeks out of a sprint triathlon, was like, hey, dude, we should do a sprint try. And Hold my beer. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Hey, y'all watch this. (laughs) um, I was like, all right, man, let's do it. You know, so we signed up for a gym that had a pool, and we swam for, you know, three weeks or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because in my mind, I was like, you know, the – dumb guy that throws the line out there well i could doggy paddle 400 yards (laughs) yeah um and i'd I'd never run a 5k at that point i'd Mm -hmm. you know only run from things Um, (laughs) and so we just like jumped in headlong bought a bike off like bikes direct and started doing this thing you know so um and this dude was like a stud like in college you know, he's the dude that's like on a mountain bike, pulls up next to a, a like a park bench, stops, hops up on it. Yeah. Hops up on the top, does a wheelie and like hops back down and rides off, you know, and just like, you're in awe of this dude. Right. So I'm like, all right, man, you're going to murder me on this thing, but I'm going to do it with you, you know. Uh, so we show up four weeks later, we get on the, the course and. Uh, we get out of the water, which I did a lot of like backstroking through that process. Mm-hmm. This is a sprint ride to yeah. you know, <laughs> 400 yards. I'm backstroking on this thing. Just taking and, a little leisurely pace. Yeah. I don't see him at all. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, it's over with, you yeah. know, because I know he's going gonna to kill me on the cycle. Um, so I got to the transition. The dude, uh, the dudes around me are like, they're, they're bickering about how there's people in the water um, backstroking. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, sorry guys. And just rode off. Yeah. yeah. Um, and my chain fell off, like right as I was coming into the uh, transition area and I was like, Oh, coast. And it was, there's no way I was coasting, you know, so I hopped yeah. off the bike. And at that point I was like, man, I just hope he doesn't laugh at me too hard. <laughs> but I had focused so much on the running. I ran, I ran my first 5K, like, before the race started, uh, like, the Thursday before. Mm-hmm. There was an out and back, and halfway out, I saw him on the way back. Yeah. And I was like, no way. <laughs> I was like, this is the rabbit to my greyhound, bro. <laughs> you know, so I caught him with, like, a quarter of a mile left and, you know, sprinted to the end. And we got there, and he was, like, he was so pissed at me. Um, He's like, how... In the yeah. world, <laughs> he goes, "Why do you sprint?" I was like, <laughs> "That's well, what it's that's called." They called it a sprint drive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I couldn't believe I beat this dude, and uh, that was I was hooked, man. I was like, "Tell me when the next one is." Uh, yeah. But then that was ten having, years ago. Yeah. Then we start having kids, and so all of that went on hold. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> now I'm about to have my first one here in November, so I've heard you know nothing but 
the cliches oh, for the last yeah, however yeah. many months that it's been. No. Yeah, I'm sure you're getting all the unsolicited advice, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. Everyone's been very silent and respectful. <laughs> said a thing. No way. You do you parent exactly how you want to. That's my advice. Don't talk yeah. to me about that. <laughs> I got enough unsolicited advice. But anyway. So 10 years ago that happened, then you started having kids. How long between that sprint and was there another one between then and that? Yeah. So um, off and on during that, like the last, I don't know, seven or eight years, you know, it's like, I got to get out and start running again. Mm -hmm. I've been lazy. I put on some weight. I don't feel good. Right. It's, it's spring. Let's, you know, exercise. So it was just, there was nothing focused about it. It's just kind of doing the thing. Right. And I guess about, I don't know, three years ago, I ended up in the hospital three or four times just with like, serious stomach issues mm -hmm. and uh you know doctors can't figure out what's wrong with me or doing all these tests i just end up in the hospital got to do ivs got to do the whole deal mm -hmm. get out go home i don't know what's wrong with me yeah right so um 18 months ago or something like that i was just like no more of this i'm getting healthy Mm -hmm. like our life has to change and so my wife is like she's fully on board you know the whole whatever cliche clean eating thing yeah. we're, we're gonna clean whatever that means yeah. <laughs> we've tried we've tried four or five different versions of that but we've gotten to a point now where it's like we've cut out most of that the excess stuff mm -hmm. and um just started running again didn't get back into cycling or doing anything else it's just like i'm gonna run i was built for that i can take six months off and then go run seven or eight mm -hmm. miles and I'm great. Um, so just jumped into that, started doing it. And then I can't remember the exact date, but earlier this year, sometime between January and February, buddy sent me a link to a sprint try locally. And I was like, yeah, let's do that again. You know, let's, yeah, do, more than, let's, let's do more than four weeks of training. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I have a buddy that works for Garmin and did some design on some of the watches. And so like, I'm That's watching awesome. him do like, you know, doubles of 10 miles every day. <laughs> I'm like, one day, maybe I'll catch that guy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I did a sprint try in, I guess it was June. I can't remember. The, yeah, I think it was June. Um, and had four or five months of training was like totally determined. I'm going to mm -hmm. do way better. Uh, we, we both said, Hey, let's, whatever the average was the year before, I think it was like an hour and 15 or something. It was mm -hmm. like, let's, let's come in under the average. <laughs> you know, let's pull <laughs> the average both? Is this, is this you and your wife or you and your buddy? Uh, yeah, me and my buddy. Um, so we both worked pretty hard and, uh, he's another one of those dudes, man. He can like, he hops on a bicycle 19 miles an hour. Yeah. Just like uphills. Shooting. <laughs> You know, <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, why can't I do this? Like, hey, come back here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so worked on the swimming a lot and really tried to put a plan in place. And, uh, yeah, ended up finishing, like, eighth out of 20 guys my age. And That's awesome. We I finished in, like, an hour and 11 minutes. And so we pulled the average down and felt great about it. And uh, 
anyway, the, the, the guy I was talking about in the Facebook group, mm-hmm. he had texted me while I was doing the training. I was telling him all about it. He was excited. And a couple of days later, he's like, hey, bro, do an Ironman with me. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Um, no. <laughs> like, are you crazy? You've lost it, yeah. right? So I really, I thought I would do like a sprint try. And then next year I would do the um, the Olympic distance. And mm-hmm. then the next year, maybe a half. And then, you know, sure. three, four years out, do the full. That was my, that was my plan. Yeah. So. Plans don't always go the way that they're supposed to. No, they didn't go that way at all. Yeah, not at all. So uh, most people listening to this uh, will have not had been inside of that Facebook group. So give right. a little background about who this person is, how you know them, what they mean to you, and and kind of why they were even remotely able to convince you to actually do that <laughs> instead of wait four years to give it a shot. Yeah, totally. Um, so uh, his name is Jack. Um, I met him in... 2007, uh, my wife and I were hmm, 24, something like that. We were moving to Auburn, Alabama. We were working on staff at, like, we had just come on staff with a church. Uh, so that's been kind of my background most mm-hmm. of my life. Um, and my parents were missionaries overseas, so they had been gone several years. So we're like, we've been married, we got married really young. By the way, so mm-hmm. 2021, we've been married three or four years. We didn't know anybody that was our age married. Right. <laughs> so, um, and so no one can guide us from that standpoint. My mm-hmm. parents are gone overseas, and it's like we we need guidance in our life. Like we're 24, making really big decisions on moving and where we're gonna live, all that stuff. Right. You know? So this guy worked on staff with me, and. Uh, he's probably, I don't know, 20 years ahead of me. So I guess, uh, 44, 45 at the time, you know? Sure. And, uh, we just, we just connected. Like I'm not the normal pastor air quotes guy. Yeah. Um, that's evidenced by the Jameson. <laughs> um, and his background is, um, unique as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not mine to chat, so I won't. Um, so, man, we just kind of hit it off, and he became like a second dad for me. Like, whenever I had big decisions to make about, you know, buying our first house, it's like, this is a dude I talk to. Mm-hmm. You know? um, whenever it's like my wife and I are like, you know, figuring out marriage, this is the dude that I talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, I told you I had a lot of little kids. So the, yeah. the middle, the middle three are the same age. So, um, we had one and then 22 months later we had triplets. <laughs> so, oh, <geez. laughs> um, so this dude was like, you know, right in the middle of that, like yeah. he and his wife, like it's a, it's a family deal. Like our lives are intertwined, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. these are significant parental figures for us. Sure. Um, so we're, it's like, we're going to do anything for each other. Uh, so met him in 2007 and this just the dude that's like, even if we move away, which we have, I've since moved, but it's like, we'll be in each other's lives forever. Kind of thing. Yeah. So 2009, he did his first Ironman Louisville mm-hmm. and it was just like this, dude, that's nuts. 
you're 40 whatever yeah like regular people don't do that yeah you're a boss (laughs) (laughs) um and then a few years later he did boulder i think nice and flat i think think, good yeah yeah right yeah so still climbing in age (laughs) climbing climbing mountains at the same time yeah um so i'm just like man this so this is about the time i did my first sprint and i was like Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm just one day you know it's all i just one day i'm gonna do this but one day i'm gonna do that um and then 2015 we were leaving the southeast moving out here to kansas city and i mean i don't remember the exact timing but it was like right in the phase where we're moving away Mm -hmm. i find out he's diagnosed with ms and i'm just like um I don't even want to move now. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know enough about this to know, like, you know, life carries on. It's just like, I don't even know how to process that or deal with it. But, you know, he's, uh, again, just like for me, this is, uh, just one of those dudes, a hero that's Mm -hmm. like, he's just trooping on, you know, it's like, chill out. Life's going on. You know, move on, Brian, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so since, since he was diagnosed with MS, he's done Ironman and Chattanooga twice, um, several halves, that kind of thing, you know, yeah. so it's like nothing slowing him down. Yeah. Um, so it's like, this is, uh, this dude is just impressive on all fronts. So anyway, uh, when he called me earlier this year, I was like, all right, if I'm going to do an Ironman, I want to do it with you. And at some level, you just have to recognize MS is what it is. Mm -hmm. And we don't know how it's progressing or whatever. It's like, I mean, he does, but I don't, you know, it's like, I'm not risking a four-year run and hoping. It's like, he's going to do this Ironman in Tulsa. I'm doing it with you, you know? So um, I said, I'm doing this. Let me go talk to my wife. (laughs) (laughs) I need some (laughs) bio. I need to make sure she's down with this. Um, so, you know, we talked and her response was like, we'll figure it out, you know, like, we'll figure it out. I don't know how you're going to do all that training, but we'll figure it out. This is important. You know? Yeah. Early and late typically is the answer to that question. Super early. (laughs) Yeah. So how, uh, why Tulsa? Just close by Um, or? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like three hours and I don't know if he was thinking hey it's close to you and that might help me get you to buy in <laughs> um for him it's like it's a vacation sure. kind of built in every few years like they just pick one and they're like we'll go to that one you know mm-hmm. and his his wife usually volunteers at some level she's mm-hmm. the sherpa yeah she walks us through everything knows where everybody is that kind of thing so um so they're a blended family uh and uh she her son um he's a fireman now and he's doing it with us as well so that's awesome three of us like a little team together what uh where's his experience level fall is he just like suckered into the whole thing or has he done some of this in the past too um he did the last iron man that jack did um sims did it with him gotcha yeah so he's got one under his belt already so you're the newbie then i am (laughs) 
totally. <laughs> I, I now I've only done one full distance, but my opinion is that at some level there's like some extra comfort that's involved. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you more know what to expect, what you're going to be feeling when. But through all the people that I've talked to and interacted with, like, yeah, you know, they're all a little bit different. They're all a little bit crazy, and it kind of doesn't matter if you've done one or a hundred. Like they're all sort of the same in, in some yeah, regard. Yeah, too. yeah, right. But it's, yeah, there's there's distances involved in all of them. They're the same. Yeah, so, yeah. Too many, you know. I'm. Uh, I was joking with you though about the the whole enneagram thing. I don't know how familiar you are with the enneagram, but like as a one, I'm like perfectionist driven. Right. So I'm in like every one of those little, um, you know, forums that you could be in about Tulsa, every Facebook group, every yep. Garmin Connect group. You know? <laughs> and it's funny because I, I talked to Jack tonight and um, he's kind of ramping up his training right now. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, this is, you know, I read this about the distance and I read this about the hills and this about the wind. And yeah. He's like, you know, I feel like you know more about this than I do right now. <laughs> well, I'm diving in, man. I don't play. We're going in. We're going in. Go big or go home. I uh, I felt the need to be – so I had to find all these little ways to hold myself accountable because I was the only – I couldn't convince any of my friends to be as stupid as I was. Right. Um, and so I had to find all these little micro things to do to make sure that I would actually follow through with doing the training. And the one that got a little bit obsessive-compulsive was – uh, I took every day and every session and I put it into a spreadsheet so that I had something I could have on my phone or my laptop or whatever. And I had color codes for if I did or did not complete the session. And if I did, it was green because, you know, and if I didn't, there were like four options. And it was, I didn't do it because I didn't have an excuse and I was just lazy and I was red or yeah. weather or I was sick or something like that. And at the end, I would tally it all up and have like a percent completed of each discipline by week yeah. or whatever. And at one point, I was, uh, where I work, I'm in spreadsheets quite a bit. And so someone just kind of joked with me in the military, like, you have a spreadsheet, don't you? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. I don't yes, about. you do, bro. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, does it have color codes? No. <laughs> Why well, you got to hate? I know. <laughs> Man, I, I got a spreadsheet every day, man. I drop in the numbers, the heart rate stuff. So my buddy at Garmin, mm-hmm. uh, man, his I think he's finished like, I think he said top top 100 in three out of the six marathons, like U.S. marathons this year. Yeah, wow. And so he does, um, he was telling me like, you got to focus on heart health, like do heart rate training. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, you gotta coach away. You know? Right. <laughs> so he's teaching me about running at the different tempos or pace, mm-hmm. you know, heart rate levels. And uh, man, like he's got a spreadsheet that goes back to 2011 that he shared with me. Jeez. And like when he started, it's like you know, eight and a half, nine minute on the mile, right? Because of where his heart is. But like now, same, same heart rate. And it, it like it's marathon pace is like upper fives, most big. That's that's crazy. Yeah, the, and the, and the heart rate didn't like. I'm like, right. all right, do it. Think long game. Think long yeah. game. You know? 
I have a, I have a friend like that. He, um, I'm going to have him on this podcast at some point too. He was a runner in college and he was a junior Olympic cyclist or something like that. So he was my, he was my go-to endurance advice guy. Uh, cause I played lacrosse in college, which involved running, but it certainly didn't involve running at a steady pace for long periods of time. Right. Right. So I would constantly talk to him about it and he had, he had, I mean, he had a couple interesting perspectives. One was very similar to what you're talking about. He's like, you know, you could go zoned heart rate where you train at this zone at that zone for these distances. And that will help, you know, lower your average heart rate over. You know, he had, yeah, he wasn't very good at math, but he had a lot of math involved. In all this, so that <laughs> seemed to work out. But uh, where I live, I like to jokingly refer to as the Himalayas of central Maryland because when I was doing uh, the majority of my training, we were actually, we were, my wife and I were renovating the house that we're in now and we were living with her parents and her parents, I think lived about 12,000 feet below sea level because it didn't matter <laughs> what direction you ran out their front door, you climbed a mountain and then on the way yeah. you, you know, ran down. Yeah. And my, so I was trying to talk to uh, my friend and I was like, I can't do this heart rate thing because yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's, you know, to keep it under whatever, 120, like I have to literally sit on the curb on some of these hills and wait for it to come back down. And so he, he was like, okay, he's like, well, then throw that out. He was like, how about just try to pick a pace that would be relatively comfortable on flat ground and then just right. don't change it. Whether you're going uphill, downhill, flat, you know, you're obviously going to have to work harder going uphill than you are flat and less than downhill and that kind of thing. And that was, yeah, yeah. that was a way to kind of work in the anaerobic. Right. While still having a target right. while making it while making it realistic because otherwise i mean a, a one hour run i would have gone 12 feet because, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. gone anyway are you um, sure your like heart rate wasn't going up because you're living with your in-law i, I <laughs> can't Sorry. officially and publicly no they were they were great that was that was probably the easiest part of all of that training was being able to go home and share a house with everybody it's totally. kind of like the friend's apartment building but we only had one kitchen yeah but otherwise it was kind of the same they really only had one kitchen too if you think about it <laughs> <laughs> so where so i'm trying to go back here you uh, did the sprint in june how long after that did you end up signing up for the full race um, actually um i may have messed up on the timing i ended how up there you sign, yeah i signed <laughs> up for the iron man before the sprint try gotcha uh so he knew i was training and he's like dude let's just go ahead and do it you know um which actually kind of jacked me up in the middle yeah. of the swim um i mean it was my best swim time i'd had sure. i mean because i'm racing in the adrenaline tide right. but i was three quarters of the way through the swim and i didn't have like a full panic attack mm -hmm. but i had this moment where i went i can't do 2.4 miles <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally am swimming in this race going, I wonder if I can get my money back. <laughs> <laughs> I know where I was in the water when I had that thought. And, uh, I, you know, it's just like a moment of, I, this is insane. I don't think I can go that far. And, and like what I mean with it, it messed me up in that race is like, I was thinking about the iron air in the middle of a race and I yeah. shouldn't have been. Yeah. Sure. So, advice i i don't know like don't sign up for an iron man when you got one race ahead of you do the, <laughs> do the one thing before yeah. the other um but i i'm also glad that i did because 
like it was pushing me the whole time to make mm-hmm. that race better. And uh, my my commitment since then has just been like, all right, by the time we get to May thirty first next year, just I want to feel like I'm a fish in the water. Yeah, like that's the goal. Like the other two, I'm not fast on the bike. You know, like I don't mm-hmm. know how I'm gonna get that faster. I want it faster. Yeah, running, man. I'm like Forrest Gump. I just go run. <laughs> I just run. You know, yeah. like there's no. I love it. It's enjoyable. I just go long distances. Great. Um, so my commitment has just been, you know, from now until then. You need like when we get in the water May 31st. You need to feel so comfortable. There's no thought of. Uh, like I don't want to make the jokes anymore. Like, oh, I'm sure I'll be fine unless yeah. the water kills me. It's like yeah. I don't want to make that joke anymore. It's like, yeah. no, just go be better. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, go do more, work harder, and so that's the goal right now. Yeah, that's and that's a good one. And I I have to sympathize because the, I mean, the swim is the scariest part for most people. You know, unless you were a swimmer or are a very active swimmer, you're going, okay, like I can get on a bicycle. I did that when I was six and I can walk if I have to on the run, but I need right. to not drown before I do any of that. So right. let yeah. me panic about the water. And uh, I, so when I was less than half my age ago, I did the youth swim team when I was in middle school or, you know, whatever it was. And we did the we did the laps and the different strokes, and so I I basically hadn't swam from when I was twelve to two years ago, and I'm like yeah, it's like riding a bike. You just get in the pool, you paddle a little bit. Like how hard could this be? It'll be fine. And I was fortunate, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I'm fortunate that I I certainly was in some kind of shape. Like I had been yeah. crossfitting for three or four years. I could run, you know, I hadn't run further than five miles, but I could run five miles. So my, I knew that I had the physical ability to get in the pool and move and not die. But I was, um, I live right near university of Maryland, Baltimore County or UMBC. And they have a master's swim program there, which is what I signed up for, which nice. is awesome because you just show up. Someone just tells you what to do. You get in the lane and you go. Yeah. And they, you know, they give you tips on forms. I, I'm a, huge proponent if you're near a master's program it's worth the 50 bucks a month or whatever it is but the the funniest thing about it was so i show up and it's me three people who look just like michael phelps and then about (laughs) 30 people who were like 60 years old they're a little fluffy you know (laughs) and i'm just like okay i'm not really sure where i fit into all of this but i'm just this is day one. We're just going to see how this goes. And this yeah. was in November training for a September race. So plenty of time. Well, I get there and I'm talking to the coach. I'm like, yeah, I swam like 10 years ago. Like I haven't really done it since. Like I'm in decent shape, but I don't really know what I'm doing. And she was like, okay, well, you know, we'll kind of pick a lane for you to go in, see how you do during the warm up, and then kind of adjust you from there. And the way that they did this was lane one was like the Michael Phelps substitutes lane 10 were the geriatrics going through rehab and then it kind of like tiered between that fast to slow well she's like well why don't you go in lane it was either three or four but it was like on the faster end and i just kind of looked at her i was like you sure lady and she's like yeah you know it'll be fine you're like you look like you're in shape just get in the water and the warm-up the warm-up was a four three two one four hundred meter swim 300 meter drill 200 meter kick 100 meter upbeat it was a warm i didn't even know what it meant i was just like i'm just gonna follow the person in front of me until they stop and then i will stop i did 
what I thought were laps and what were actually lengths. I did like two of them, two 25 meter lengths. I had swallowed more water than I had in the previous <laughs> five years of my life. And I'm like in everyone's way because yeah. I'm supposed to be, you know, flip turning and going back and I'm like hugging right. the railing, like choking. And she's like, how could you like get out of the water for a second? Just come out <laughs> and let's just go. And I stayed in eight for the rest of the year. I was like, this is, this is my speed. These people are nice. No one's fighting anyone. Yeah. Yeah. They but just it was, enjoy the water. Oh, it was, it was so humbling. I got home and I, I looked at my wife and she's like, how's swimming? I was like, I think there's still water in my lungs. I've been home yeah. for an hour. But also uh, excessive diarrhea, maybe. Next yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's that, a lot of water coming back. God, that was such a terrifying day. But I told that ridiculous story to eventually say that the swim of the race ended up being the highlight of the whole thing. Oh, really? It was the, uh, well, the bike I almost got hit by two cars. So that was one thing or another. And then the run. It was exactly what I expected it to be, but the swim was so cool because the race starts at seven or seven thirty in the morning or something like that. Right. And which at in the fall, which may be different for you in, in May, but at least in the fall for us in September was right around sunrise. So we were like in the queue to get in swim start mm. right as the sun was starting to come up. And the way that it was all set up was the spectators in transition were sort of like on a peninsula and they were blocked in by a ton of trees kind of around the outside. So the only people that could actually see the sunrise were those of us in the water, Yeah, yeah. which is about the coolest place to see a sunrise when you're you yeah. know, high level with the water. So it was, the water was like a nice temperature. It ended up being wetsuit legal. They did two or three people every four seconds. So there was an enormous amount of space. No one was like punching or kicking anyone. And yeah, you were the I, you know one of fifteen hundred people who could see the sunrise that day, and that was arguably my yeah. favorite part. That's cool, man. Inspirational for the rest of the for the rest of the day for sure. Yeah. The swim, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like, look, I got through the part I was really scared about nine months ago. Yeah, the rest of this should be easy. Yeah, just lock in and go. Pretty much, it's it's a heck of a day. There's no question about it. Oh man, I can't wait. I really like. I mean, I don't want to rush it. Sure. Yeah, I got, I got wee people asleep in my house right now, and I don't yeah. want to rush their life. But I really can't wait. Like, there's a a genuine excitement that it is. I mean, I'm sure it'll slow down a bit during the winter months, but mm -hmm. there's uh, right now it's like, man, just live it up. This is gonna be awesome, you know. And I'm a. The other thing is like, I don't know if this was if it was this way for, for you or for others, but like when I am locked in on training and disciplined on that front, mm -hmm. everything else is flowing, mm -hmm. you know, just like there's a, I'm calmer, you know, like I got up, ran a half marathon and I feel better for yeah. some reason the rest of the day. It's weird how it's, that works. I know that's crazy, but I feel better. And it's like my focus on my work, my focus with, you know, everything else is just like locked in. So I love training towards something like it just has a, um, not sure the right word, but like a leveling effect for everything else in my life. So I'm, it, it, it removes a lot of negative options, right? Yeah. Like it, it removes the ability to sleep in and do nothing. 
yeah. which sometimes don't get me wrong is nice, but it, it yeah. also need, to your you point, like, day. yeah, you absolutely do. And honestly, I've fallen in love with Monday rest days, which are <laughs> now my new favorite thing. But it's, I mean, to your point, it's like, if you don't have something that you're working towards, there's some motivation to get up and do the thing, but there's not a ton of it. But if there's, it's equal parts motivation and fear and guilt kind of like all smashed together. Cause you're like, well, right. if I skip too much, is it going to be too much? And I won't be able to do the thing. Like I want to do the thing and that's exciting. Yeah. So I have to go do this, but I don't want to, but I should. And you end up with like all these little tiny mental battles, but winning the small ones makes winning the, the big ones so much easier. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm grateful for training. I just, you know, my wife's grateful for training too. <laughs> so it's a lot. She'll, tell, she'll tell you I'm much better when I'm focused and doing that as well. I know? believe it. The, yeah. what, what I will tell you is there will, there will come two points and everyone so far that either I know personally who has done one of these or that I've coached through one of these is they, they eventually come to two points throughout their training. And the one is the, this sucks. I'm totally done with training moment, uh, which typically is like right between build and peak phase. It's like right when the volume starts to go up and the free time really does crunch down to the point where yeah, yeah. every session is an hour and a half. It's all the time. And you're kind of sitting there like to, to your story of I was in the water, like, Oh my God, could I do four times this? Yeah, like yeah. There is a little bit of that. And then once you get past that, which typically is at least helpful to have like the support system you've talked about your wife being bought in. Mine was a huge role in that part of, of my story. The next one is the moment where it's you end up doing something. It's usually some session where you're like, oh my God, if I could survive that, it's yeah, going to yeah. be just fine. Like right. for a buddy of mine who's training for Ironman Maryland right now. And uh, for me, when I was doing it, it was the six hour indoor trainer ride. Mm. And it was like, hmm, yeah, if I didn't completely lose my mind staring at Netflix for six hours at 5 a.m. on a Saturday, we are going to be just fine. I think you just put me in that first experience of I don't yeah. know that I want <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine being on a bike inside for six hours. It was there was no other place to put it and it was the worst thunderstorm we'd had. And I was just like, all right, well, I guess I'm just I watched two movies and the mistake that I made was that the second movie ended forty minutes short. Oh no. That was the mistake. And like I knew that. But Bro, I didn't you consider go, like, the effect of that. Uh, you got to go like Lord of the Rings extended edition or something. <laughs> yeah, twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah. He was like, I'm going to watch Infinity War, and then I might watch Infinity War again, and then I might watch it half a third time. Yeah. Why is that guy crying for Infinity War? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it being such a tearjerker. Oh. <laughs> uh. That's rough, man. I don't look forward to that day for sure. But at this point, I'm still jazzed. <laughs> and, and you will be because you won't like it while you're doing it. Or, well, I didn't like the five-hour training ride while I was doing it. Call me crazy. But when you're done with it, you're then sitting there going, all right, well, now what? I mean, that yeah. it, that was probably the hardest thing that I was going to encounter, at least mentally for myself. Because when, when you're on the course, you're chasing the person in front of you or looking at the scenery depending on where you are you know there's always something that can be stimulating you're not totally alone yeah 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 well, that's you know i was like uh i feel like i'm pretty blessed with these like random people around me for every one of these areas mm -hmm. like the run the student garmin 
I don't think you can beat this guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and he's texting me every day stuff. We're talking about nutrition and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got like two or three guys around me that are like former semi-pro racers mm-hmm. and cycling who are they're looking over the bike and they're talking, you know, through hill repeats and things yeah. like that. You know, I just know I have chain rings. They know what size they are. Yeah. <laughs> Down to the millimeter. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, this, uh, so Jack that I keep talking about, he just, mm-hmm. he actually, so this past weekend he was actually in a, I want to say they did an Olympic distance. Yeah. Olympic distance, um, triathlon in Georgia but they did like a team mm-hmm. uh, so he was on the bike killed it like i think he ma- i think he said he maintained 19 the whole way through That's that awesome. um but um the dude that did the swim for him is a former olympic gold medalist for the 50 meter Jeez. So it's like man, okay I swimming yeah <laughs> well he he definitely had him at first when he came out of the water <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they finished second overall um, so it's, uh, it's just like, it's cool to have like specialists in every area. Yeah. And I know like not everybody can, but every, I would assume most people can kind of find those people based on your networks. It's like, mm-hmm. just keep asking. Like that's the, the beauty of it is having other people that know you're doing it who would go, no way I would ever do that, but I'll talk about my specialty all yeah. day long. Yeah. And so that's the kind of stuff that fuels me. There's an importance to declaring the fact that you're going to do it in the first place, because yeah. you, it, to your point, it's completely in some cases overwhelming the amount of people who are willing to come and help you, whether they have a specialty, whether they have an, a, you know, something that they can provide value with that otherwise they just never would have dug out of their memory. Right. Yeah. Uh, in my case, our gym owner, I always knew. I mean, she owns a gym. She'd always been in shape in one way or another. You know. Right. And uh, I told her, like, hey, I'm probably going to have to cut back on some coaching hours. Like, I signed up for this Ironman thing. I'm not really sure what that's going to do to my mornings and whatnot, but, like, I wanted to let you know. And she was like, oh, that's so cool. I've done three of those. What do you want to know? I was like, when? When? When did yeah. you do that? And she's yeah. like, oh, well, I did one of 20 years ago, 10 years ago, a bunch of, like, little ones here and there. Yeah. And so, like, she was awesome, but had I never told her that, she probably may still not know that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, man, you got to build a community around you. That's the, that's the beauty of the whole thing anyway. It's mm-hmm. like when you sign up, you immediately belong to a family. It feels like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's just a cool, cool experience in and of itself. But yeah, then when you can slap that tattoo on there, that's see a, there you that's, go. That's a, that's a next level feeling. The official of badge of honor. What what do you got in mind? You got the <laughs> just the straight up M dot something else? Uh, yeah, I got more. Uh, I definitely, I, I found one. So if somebody listening to this, this is their design. Sorry. It was, <laughs> it was on the Google. So I found it. <laughs> like, uh, the M dot. And then like a third of it is a chain ring. A uh-huh. third of it is, uh, like a running thing. And then the bottom third is, uh, the water. Yeah. So it's a, a circle around it. It was like, when I saw it, I was like, like, yeah. I have a few. I have a few other tattoos, and every time I came home, my wife was like, "Those are significantly larger than what you <laughs> me." And so I'm like, "Yeah, I should probably get a bigger calf before I get this one." <laughs> <laughs> but, 
maybe by May it will it will be significantly larger. So we'll see. It will definitely work harder for you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Cool, Brian. Well, I won't keep you any longer. Uh, this was awesome. I really enjoyed talking to you. I think there are going to be a lot of people who are going to relate to your story, certainly where you are. I mean, there there may be some out there who are like, you love running? What are you nuts? But <laughs> there's <laughs> yeah. always going to be a few of those. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a blast, man. I really appreciate you uh, asking the question of what motivates us because that one is like, it's it's hanging there. You know, it's like it's what's out in front every day. I'll tell you one more real quick story. Sure. He, uh, so like when he was first diagnosed, a couple, I don't remember at what point between his diagnosis and where we are today that um, he, he told me like it sort of affects his balance mm-hmm. a lot. And like when he's running, like he'll trip, you know, like there's, it's just involved in it, you know. Right. But part of it is like when he stops, one of the things that can happen is he can get off balance immediately. So like when he runs, he makes sure he runs like a loop. Right. And whenever it was, he told me, he's like, I make sure I run a loop. So when I finish, I'm standing beside my truck and I can just grab it, you know. Hmm. And so that's one of those stories that's in my head that's like, if I'm like close to the house and I'm like, yeah, that's good. I'll stop. You know, I'm like, no. Yeah. Got to make Jack a loop. Stop. Yeah, he doesn't stop till he gets home, you know. And so I was just like, I don't, I don't shut the watch off till I get back to where I started, you know. And it's like yep. it's my little, you know, nod. That's awesome, man. Brother. That's really awesome. Yeah, it's a good dude. Sounds like it, and you are too. I'm sure you guys are wow. gonna have a blast out there. Yeah, no matter what, we will have fun. <laughs> that is a hundred percent true. <laughs> And there you have it. Thank you very, very much for listening. Really appreciate it. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to it. We've got more on the way. And if you're looking to be a part of that Facebook group that Brian was talking about, you can join the rest of us by going to joshmuskin.com, J-O-S-H-M-U-S-K-I-N.com. Find our one-year Ironman training plan. And through that, you can grab the invite to the group and join us all through training. So thank you again for listening today. And until next time. (laughs) 